I heard a, a little uh, part of a story from uh, one of the physics professors from when he was, uh, I don't know where, he must have been visiting someplace, um, some university, where Stephen Hawking was. Mm-hmm. And um, there was an instance where, for some reason, Kip Thorne, who's a theoretical physicist, he won the Nobel Prize like last year for LIGO. Yeah, and he helped with uh, that space movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that guy, Interstellar. Yes, that I could. He did? Yeah, he did. He was like a physics consultant. They actually got a paper out of it. Really? For like, he was able to fool um, the big Hollywood execs into funding like a big uh, simulation <laughs> program. So they could use it for the movie, but actually he just wanted it for his research. Nice. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, there's for some reason, I don't remember the rest of the story, but the image that stuck in my mind is, for some reason, Kip Thorne was pushing Stephen Hawking around the university in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> I, was, I hope that a lot of drinking... I don't know. I mean, Hawking was out of Cambridge, right? But I feel like... Yeah, maybe but then he also went to... He did Ox- He did his undergrad at Oxford. Yeah, this is like back in the 70s, so it would have been after... And then Hawkins he came to America, right? Yeah, I don't know. This might have been at, like, Caltech. I think that's where Kip Thorne is. Or UCLA, maybe? You should start the podcast, like, three minutes ago, because that's an interesting story. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Welcome, listener. You have been listening to the Suzuki Podcast. <laughs> No, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. See, go, go back and, and I'm like, put in the, the, the music uh, to start, and then me going to stop it, stop it, and then uh, maybe take this part. Don't leave this part in. That's it. It's gone. It's good. Yeah. They're seeing how the sausage is made, folks, or hearing how the sausage is made, which is equally disturbing and erotic. Yeah, it's like, splatter, splatter, squeal, splatter, 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 groan, crunch, you have the glue getting shot into like rolled out intestines. That's what the sausage sounds like getting made. And that's a euphemism, folks. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to any of it. It sounded like a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. Colin, you're here too. Oh yeah. This is the full first uh, full slazoom in a cool age. Yeah. They've yeah. gone full slazoom. <laughs> Never go full slazoom. Hey, I listened to a part of an episode for the first time. Holy shit, which one? Um, the very last one that we did. The one where we met Sonny? I can't stand Sarah, so I needed one with her. You didn't need to listen to one before that. I knew it. It was just right. I listened to less than one minute. I was like, man, somebody does suck. (laughs) Sarah, why were you asking about the one with the Grasshopper's Corner song? Oh, I played it for my mom. Okay. <laughs> cabbage, 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 cabbage. <laughs> and for some reason, my brain was remembering it like I was physically there, which I don't know why. So I, I listened to, like, the end, the last ten minutes of, like, every episode that I have been in for, like, the last five weeks. And I still couldn't find it, which I should have just asked in the first place. I don't know why I didn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a pretty good memory of this stuff since I'm editing them and then, like, writing the synopses and stuff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that probably knows. Yeah, I knew right away which one it was. Well, <laughs> you know, so you started talking about 
Stephen Hawking and another physicist. Um, and I know we have some sci-fi related fun times. Um, some sci-fi related fun times uh, coming up later in the in the episode. Uh, should we try and do like a themed sci-fi episode? Wait, aren't all of our Episodes, sci-fi episodes. I mean, some of them are like uh, fantasy. That's okay. Or, well, most of them are like shit-related, actually. Most of them are butt-themed, like scatological yeah. fantasy. I was gonna say that. That's what I told somebody who asked what we talked about. <laughs> like, oh, we talk about this and that, and like, um, new shows and science and mostly butt stuff. <laughs> that's where we really get our start. We're talking about just goes back to the butthole. <laughs> It's like that's well, that's what black holes do. They just pull things in. Like, Isn't your butthole made first in the womb? Yeah, it's right. like the first thing like ever. Like I'm positive first. that's come up at least twice. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's the last part of you to disappear. Yeah. Like wait, what? Long after the heat death of the universe. Yeah. There's just disembodied buttholes just floating around. They're lifetimes longer than that of the proton. So. You know, we're still trying to put, you know, lower limits on the uh, lifetime of the butthole. And, uh, yeah, they're they're big. They're real big. <laughs> they all live Twinkies. That's right. Yeah. Which is saying. Lower Twinkies, if not buttholes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they're just a lesser form Yeah, they're butthole. diluted down, yeah. yeah. They're like sugar buttholes. Yeah. Ah! I mean, that's what they're made from. <laughs> all right, that's enough homoeroticism for... This is this five-minute period. It's not that erotic. Okay, so Ethan and I were just having a moment bonding over Charmander. Um, and it's it was really oh, nice. I feel like Charmander now feels like part of the family. You know, I think it was a, it was a step past homoerotic, and it was more like homo-domestic. Hmm. Like, we'd already, as a couple, we'd already moved on past, like, the constant boning. And yeah. we kind of settled into the domestic... Um, you know, like, instead of, instead of boning, like, every night in bed... Most of the nights, like, we fall asleep watching, um... Matlock. Yeah, Matlock. Yep. Yep, and we're, we're just, like, taking our adopted son, like, to the fair. And our adopted son is Charizard. Char- Charmander. Char- oh, fuck! <laughs> Caleb's cat just attacked me. I wasn't... I, just, I wasn't really oh, upset with myself for misidentifying <laughs> this this Pokemon. Yeah, she, uh... She's pretty sensitive about that. I mean, Charmander during the day is her only companion, and they go on lots of adventures together into the world of imagination, cat imagination, cat imagination. Imagination. Now there's nothing. I think it's imagination. There it is. There it is. Thank you. Good job. All right. See you guys later. That's what this is waiting for. (laughs) So I gotta ask, why did you uh, of the of the Giant plush uh, Pokemon. Yep. I know that somewhere in your possession is a Pikachu. Yep. Why, why the Charmander or Charizard instead of the Pikachu? Mm, I thought Pikachu was rather um, pedantic and uh, banal. Cliche. It was pretty banal. <laughs> you know, that's how he got to be so yellow. <laughs> that's not a thunderbolt. <laughs> that's not a tail. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big old banana. <laughs> It's yeah, it's uh, it's stuck there. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I also have a Togepi, and I think it was just too much, too much egg. You know, I have enough egg in my life already, 
And uh, you know, Charmander, he really lights the uh, the fire in my heart and the fire in my loins. Oh, <laughs> nice. So that's. Don't the... you have a Snorlax too? Yeah, or was that yours? Or was that mine? I only have a Dragonite. Oh. You only have one? Jeez, loser. <laughs> your, your parents must not, must not even love you. <laughs> yeah. You should, like, Man. get drunk and emotionally call your mom and be like, Why do I have this stuff thinking you? <laughs> wow. What a voice. <laughs> yeah, apparently you turned to Bobcat Goldblatt when you get drunk. Yeah. No, why do I have stuff thinking you, Mom? <laughs> Colin, I told you not to hang out with Bobcat Goldthwait anymore. Yeah. Of all the cast members of the Police Academy series. <laughs> He's dead, I'm pretty sure. But no, well, I mean, he put out a com- comedy album. Just, I know I listened to like one of his stand-up specials that was, like I don't know, like 2015 or something, so... Hmm. Oh, yep, he's alive. For some reason, I thought he died. Like, I thought there was, like, a tragedy of him dying just recently. Yeah, I felt his spirit nearby. I thought he was dead. Maybe he's just having an astral projection into your room. Like, Bobcat Goldthwait's been creepily watching you sleep for for. I wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> what would his ghost voice sound like? <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of drifted into Polly Shore. No, it didn't. <laughs> you know me, that I can't just do one impression. Celebrity ghost voices. <laughs> oh my god. Man, that's going It's going now. It's going. Uh, somebody do a ghost Gilbert Godfrey. Ghost Gilbert Godfrey. That sounded like, uh. Uh, I do have headphones in, so I can't hear my voice the best, so I'm going to use that excuse. When we, we talked about Kip Thorne, like, uh, being the scientist guy for Interstellar, and then I do know I read that uh, he basically was like, guys, we can do some crazy shit in this movie, but no, we're not going to travel faster than the speed of light, and he had a ton of pushback. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like was like, absolutely not, we are not traveling faster than the speed of light. Oh, uh, you know, man's gotta have a code. Code red not do. <laughs> that really added a lot to the movie, I would say. Yeah, I thought Matthew McConaughey added a lot to the movie, in my own personal opinion. Uh, he's a world's, world-class actor, so. Yeah. He, he sure is. With his yellow hair and his big nose. He's really got it all going on. I know we probably bring Louis C.K. up too much, but he has that bit about how he always watches, uh, what's that stripper movie? Oh, Showgirls? Showgirls. No. No. Magic Magic Magic. Oh! (laughs) But Matthew McConaughey McConaughey has the line in it where it's like, the law says you cannot, you cannot, you can Look, but you cannot touch. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers in here tonight. It's good. attracted to that. Yeah. And he said he just like walks around his apartment and like says that line over and over. <laughs> <laughs> that's taken on new meaning. Wow. Yeah. That's uh. That's you don't break the law. Just 
A lot of boundaries. Is that your room? Yeah, my childhood room. Okay. That's why the walls are like crazy bright green. So I like your like colored pillow there. I mean, I know color isn't the preferred term. Um, I made that. This one. Yeah. Yeah, I made that. Nice. I know, right? It's got stripes and everything. Yeah. Well, mostly just stripes. class. <laughs> nice. Did you guys have that? Yeah, like in junior high. What class? Like, um... No. Homemade? Yeah. Homemade. And where we did some sewing? Yeah. You know, I always thought it was funny, because, like, every six months you see that post going around on Facebook that's like, they should have a class where you learn to balance a checkbook and sew on a button and iron a shirt and all these practical day-to-day life school skills instead of this stupid science learner. And I'm like, we did fucking have that class. We're called the whole Mac. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you could have gone all out in high school, too, at least at my high school. Yeah. Although I think a lot of those programs aren't as big as they used to be. Yeah. Because, like, people just want to, like, get the classes that they need to go to college. Or the classes they need to pass standardized testing. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And they're like, everyone load up on your STEM classes because the future is STEM. And I'm up here, I'm like, so I'm in STEM and, like, uh, you know, half the people I know are, like, working shit jobs because they can't do anything with their fucking masters and PhDs. Like, I, I... I actually don't know if that's... Of course, all my friends were dumb enough to go into, like, actual pure science, like this character, instead of, like, instead of, like, and, and like, me uh, for my master's, instead of, like, you know, more the applied, like, engineering side. I'm like, oh, yeah. we want to understand the mysteries of the universe and of life, and we enjoy getting, you know, paid, like, $25,000 a year. Twenty-five. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Bags. It was, it was $18,000 when I was in grad school. <laughs> oh, I but, see. But they immediately asked for, like, 2000 back in fees. I'm like, for yeah. fuck's sake, you could have just given me $16,000 but again with dickweed. Yeah, just why even fucking give it to me? <laughs> right. Yeah. That was one of the great things about my fellowship the first two years is it paid for fees. But then it stopped. That was that pirate-themed gay bar where you were stripping right at the fellowship. <laughs> yeah, it was the fellowship of the um, cock rings. Nice. We were, I, we were all erect at all times, thanks to our trusty cock rings. Yeah, and they magically expanded. And, but unfortunately, it wasn't a very good scripture because you're all invisible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sauron enjoyed it. So, uh, back to sci-fi. We may have discussed this before, but in, in terms of sci-fi slash fantasy fans, which series slash universe do you think carries the title of the most hopeless fans. What do you mean hopeless? Like, uh, the nerdiest of the nerd, the geek, the most irredeemable geeks, hardcore... I um, mean, I don't want to offend you guys, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> is this like, is this TV shows and movies and books, or like games or video games? I'm going to say all, any and all. I, I, I'll put a caveat in that it has to happen... It has to have, like, happened after... has been written after the year, like, I don't know, 1600. So you can't include, like, the Iliad or the Bible or, like, any... <laughs> Christians! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't... We'll put a, we'll put a, a divide there. Because, I mean, you know, back in the day when, like, legends and, like, uh, stories were, like, all... All people had for entertainment was, like, oh, those, those 4th century B.C. Greeks just couldn't shut the fuck up about Homer. They even learned Greek. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, post... 
I guess that's the difference between Greeks and nerds. <laughs> Omer and, uh, I don't know, Virgil? It's all Klingon to me. <laughs> Klingon, cling off. So I, I, I've, I've got my answer here. Oh, wait, I've got, I've got a couple. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, actually, since I've thought about this in, in depth before, I guess I'll go first here. Yeah. I actually, like, probably the first answer most people would say is Tolkien because there are, like, not just one, but, like, several languages and dialects of those languages that people learn. Like, if you're a, if you're a, what'd you say, Colin? Through your chicken. And yeah, there's quite a rabbit hole with Tolkien. Yeah, there's a very deep rabbit hole. But I also feel like in, in Star Trek 2, there's, you know, a pretty deep rabbit hole. But I feel like there are a ton of, like, Star Trek and Tolkien fans who are really, really fucking into it. But you don't necessarily know. Like, you, you, you read up on their biography, and you're like, oh, crap, this person's a huge, like, old Stephen Colbert's not really that closeted of a Tolkien geek. He talks about it like, you know, all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he people are just like, oh, wow, that guy is like just a nerd and that's all. I think actually, for the fact that maybe the more popular, Star Wars. Like, the people who are really into like the extended universe. Because it like doesn't have that classicness of like Tolkien and stuff to it, you know? It's 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 a little, a little too recent and uh, um, I feel like it's just not as... It's not as, like, rich, literary, literarily... Well, nothing is. Uh, my color show here. Uh, but actually, I'll say Jules Verne. Literally. Jules Verne, the steampunk people, who are, like, really fucking into Jules Verne. Like, you, you don't need a casual Jules Verne. Verneans. Yeah, that's what they call themselves. Do they? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, basically, he started steampunk. Um... So yeah, I guess I'm thinking just like people who are really into D and D are the most hopeless. I don't know if there, there's not really a central storyline there, but there are like rules to the universe, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I would put people who are into WoW over D and D. Yeah, just because. I was thinking that too, and I I pick D and D. I, I, so I give D and D people a little bit more credit because they're like talking with other humans, like in person. <laughs> you can talk with humans on WoW. No. This is Chat. this is true, but it's 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 different when you're not interacting like face to face with people. Yeah. Well, the thing the, the big difference I had between World of Warcraft and D and D, World of Warcraft, at some point there's enough to do. There's you're, you're gonna stop, and you've seen basically all you're gonna see. And Dungeons and Dragons, the limit is your imagination. <laughs> and yeah. these people can get hopelessly lost in it because there's no limit to where they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, but I mean, my counter to that is there is a limit in in World of Warcraft, but that doesn't keep people from continuing to dig after they hit the limit. And the limit is huge. Yeah, like... The limit does not exist. (laughs) I think I just saw somebody uh, post it on the WoW subreddit, which I only saw because... It made it to the front page. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know, I know. Uh, where they completed, like, all of the achievements and collections and, and all, like, the little bullshit time-grindy stuff that Blizzard put into the game. 
which is a hell of an achievement. I don't even remember how many hours they said it took. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, like, focused, like, working, you know, methodically through the game to try to get every collectible. But that just seems like hell to me. Why would one ever want to do that? I wonder what they felt like when they were done, or, like, what they did. Like, I feel like if that was me, I would, like, immediately fall over sobbing for the state of my life. <laughs> Probably like, like Frodo at the end of it, It's done. It's like, you have to go to some faraway land to forget your terrible life. Yeah. First things first, you got to get up and empty your shit bucket. <laughs> Maybe drop a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Been holding that in for way too long. Uh, maybe take a shower. No, that's too far. Just, just towel one, off first. One step at a time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe peer through the window, get a little bit of sunlight. Um, don't go outside. That would be way too much of a shock to the system. Stand up immediately. Your blood clot that formed in your leg travels to your lungs. You have a pulmonary embolism. You die. Your shock is complete. <laughs> Well, I suppose if you've dedicated your life to uh, to World of Warcraft, it's probably a pretty good way to go out. Like, yeah. how do you move on after that? I mean, it's better than the guy who died without finishing that. That's right? true, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about the, like, the Korean kid who died because uh, his like kidneys failed because he wasn't peeing because he was playing Star Trek. And I mean, fuck. Starcraft. Starcraft, yeah. Starcraft. Just get a pee bottle, right? No kidding. I think that this is a solved problem. Right. You can get a condom right. catheter. It's a yeah, catheter that doesn't even yeah. require you to shove a tube up your piss hole. Well, then what's... Where's the fun? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I've played WoW, but I've never played D&D. Same. I, I've watched it be played, and I was just standing in the eaves, very confused. So I played some D and D once, but like basically everyone had to walk me through what to do. Like basically, they told me everything to do. Like you're gonna want to cast this spell, you're gonna want to try this. So all I really did was like roll dice and then did the voice. Uh, so it's basically just like improv. Like I never and I really just based my character off hedonism bot from from Futurama. Nice. Which I was I was very proud that people picked up on that. I was like, yeah, my, because it was, it was a bar that I, of course, named Hansi. Um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Three people in the whole world were, no, it's a pretty big band. Uh, well, none of our, there, it's, it's a singer from an epic, um, German power metal band. Um, S&M group. <laughs> um, yeah, they do, like, they, they, uh, their shtick is that they play all of their shows from giraffe back. Yeah. And all of their vocals consist of, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Just like God. Um, as they're, like, wrapping up, I don't know. What the fuck are we talking about? Uh, I think Caleb and Sarah need to pipe in on, like, the most hopeless nerds. <laughs> I don't know. I I think um, people who are like um, fastidiously studying like the strange corners of S and M. No, no, those guys, those guys are cool. Yeah. I would cool. say you can be like anybody can take it too far and be like a bad kind of nerd. Like I don't know. Such a monster. Pick a side. Naming like your cat. 
like an elvish word. I don't know. That might be going too far. <laughs> I don't. Caleb did that. <laughs> oh no! Gayser and I have discussed naming, like if we ever have a child, God forbid, uh, <laughs> uh, naming. If it's a girl, naming her after a Galadriel. character from no, no, Aowen. Oh. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like I don't know. Aowen. I think he's he got do so better. many vowels. How can it go wrong? I think you know it, she doesn't need to be just Aowen. She could be the Owen. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. You know, if you don't do it, then somebody in her class will. That's right. <laughs> well, because I'm like, <laughs> I always. Like, my general rule of thumb is like, if you're going to name a child after a character from a story, um, like, a story where the name comes from that story and it didn't exist beforehand, like, I named my child Carl. You named your child after Superman? Um, but I, my, my rule was always like, oh, you got to wait 100 years, the story has to be at least 100 years old. But I feel like, I don't know, there were, like, the name uh, Suki from the fucking... Uh, True Blood novels <laughs> uh, was like really a really popular baby name in like 2011, and so I'm like, I feel like by the time we have kids, they're all gonna have such fucked up names that. You know. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, there's a video compilation of all the times that Bill, the character in that show, says Suki, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> Suki, Suki, Soldier Boy. It's just 10 million. I do I know some people who named their child Titus. That's biblical though. Is it? Yeah. There were like two Tituses in the Bible. Well, I won't give his full last name, but the first three letters of his last name are A S S. Tit ass! So I always think Titus ass around. Nice. And I'm like, come on, guys. That's awesome. What a hero. So, Sarah, uh, sci-fi slash fantasy franchise with the most hopeless nerds. Hope most hopeless fans. I don't know. I'd go with... Uh, I don't, like, follow. and I don't know enough crazy nerds. I don't think I can really answer this, like, that well. Pick a side. Okay. Like... We do not choose sides because no one is on our side. How about I say that anyone... I'm making a case for the most open nerds here. I'll say anyone who knows a language that was made up. All languages are made up. Well, (laughs) a language that is not used in conversation around the globe at any time period. How about that? Okay. Yeah, so... Definitely those uh, Klingon-speaking people. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully worse. I don't think you can say English because that language is so much better than our own language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elvish is... Once again, I think you might be making a case. You motherfuckers. Hopeless nerds. <laughs> and here we are like, Star Wars nerds with a bunch of hopeless geeks. If you and gay Sarah have a boy, will you name him Aomer? 
No, no, no. We've got some cool boys. Why? I mean, well, we've got some like Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Old Tommy Bombadillo. Yep. Bombadier Beetle. Yeah. Yeah, she will be all powerful, but fucking stupid. <laughs> but fucking stupid is right. Yeah. You have to be that stupid to butt fuck, though. All things considered. Yeah, well, depend, depends if you're deliberate, like, you're aware of how. Um, God, it comes back to this every time. It, like, depends on whether if you are aware how, like, uh, the kind of sex that drives evolution is supposed to happen, and you make a conscious choice to choose the butt, or if you don't, or if Jon Snow never told you where to stick it, and you, like, think that's the correct way. Or you're kind of, it's kind of like, um, the Eye of Sauron. And where, when Frodo puts on the ring and he's like drawn towards it, so like he can't help but just fixate on the eye. And then that's where you put your penis. <laughs> yep. The bottle. Hey guys, I've got a story <laughs> out about the Oh, okay. It's not a great story, but it's something different. So I had, um, uh, my, the heater or cooler, I guess heater this time of year, went out in my apartment. And, um. Oh. So, I knew this because, um, first of all, it was cold. Uh, well, it actually, so it's actually still not working, but thankfully it's been kind of warm here. Um, and the little display that's, that's meant to say the temperature uh, that you have it set at, the thermostat, uh, just says CH and then 05. It's like, a, it's like an error code. So I was like, okay, shit, I don't think I can fix this. So I called the... The building maintenance, and they sent uh, uh, the maintenance guy to come down and look at it, and he walked in the door, looked at it, and says, okay, I don't know how to fix that. Well, uh, so he, like, called the HVAC people that they contract out to do maintenance on the building, and so then the next day, that guy came, uh, looked at it, and was also... <laughs> he seemed very confused. Oh, also, by the way, he came... I had kind of a late start that morning, so I had, like, just finished my shower, and so I was, like, walking around the apartment in a towel, and I hear a knock on the door, and it's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so I just to, like, make it a little bit less awkward for him, I, like, put a shirt on with my towel. <laughs> Which is, you know... It's not the part of your body you're supposed to, you know, worry about covering. Him, he probably thought you took your pants off, like for him. <laughs> he did seem pretty off-put at first. This is true. Uh, but, I mean, the towel was around my shoulders. <laughs> you're wearing a turban. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, a a, uh, a uh, ethnically insensitive turban. Mm-hmm. Dude, the only type I wear. Yeah. So did either of these guys even touch the heating unit? So, not the one in inside. Um, apparently, I think on the roof is where, like... So it's like a heat pump thing, right? So it's like heating ah. and cooling. Um, and so the unit is on the roof. And um, so apparently it's some sort of, like, communication error. So he, like, fucked around with, like, power, like, turning the breaker on and off to, like, just... Turn, you know, the first thing he always tries is turn it off and on again to see if that fixes it. And uh, that appeared to fix it, but then it appeared to fix it in that instead of saying CHO5, like flashing the error code, it gave the, the extra temperature that it set at. So it's like, okay, it's fixed. Then, then he's like, okay, before I go, can you tell me if it's actually putting out hot air? 
And so then I had to turn up the thermostat so that it was actually like hot enough to, to do it. And the minute it tried to, bam, CHO5 again. So, and then he was not happy about that because he thought he had like a super easy job, but then it turned out not to be. And so then he went up to the roof and then I left to go to work. <laughs> And, You're like, screw uh, this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then I came back, and it's not fixed. Now it's saying CH07. So this is like a different error. I guess it's too better? I don't know. It seems maybe better. Uh, so I need to, like, call him again and get him to come fucking fix it. It's a whole thing. Did, wasn't that going to relate to the butt somehow? No, it was intentionally not to relate to oh, the butt. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Stop trying to bring us back. I was wondering whether it was going to take a turn for the butt. <laughs> like, when you showed up, like, in your towel and, and the repairman was there, I'm like, okay, maybe I see where this is going. <laughs> and then... And then the repairman said... And he was just so angry. Yeah, yeah. And then he put down his little jukebox, pressed play, and it was like... And then we were off to the races. <laughs> the butt. Interesting. Okay. My dog my dog is in the background fighting right now. Nice. I'm just there. That sounds gonna get me. Did you get like a like a garden gnome in your house that's like a little gnome sized Michael Vick? <laughs> you know, staging dog fights. Oh. Yeah. Are you fighting for Michael Vick? He <laughs> <laughs> just paused like he was thinking about it for a second. Today I that name. I took my parents' eight-pound chihuahua mix over to meet my neighbor's uh, Bernadoodle, their Bernese mountain dog. Did you sell them fire? Mix. Oh, never mind. And she showed the golden doodle, or sorry, Bernadoodle, who was boss. Nice. It was hilarious. He kept trying to play with her, and he put his paw on her and just hurt her. Because she's eight pounds. <laughs> and then she would snap at him and chase him away. It's okay, most hopeless nerds. Um, yeah, most hopeless nerds. I mean, there are the people who are, like, really obsessed with children's cartoons. Oh, fuck, you're right, yeah, yeah, that... Like, uh... Bronies. Some, yeah, My Little Pony fans, yeah, that's a big one. SpongeBob. Oh fuck, anime. Uh, it's like Transformers. Holy fuck! Like people who are like a Sailor Moon. Oh yeah, Pokemon. I shouldn't. I shouldn't shit on anime because it's such a wide genre that there are there's some things that are actually pretty artistic. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. I think you should shit on it. Um. Oh fuck. Dragon Sorry guys. I'm I'm gonna be hated for this, but Pokemon. The just like in general anime, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, there he we go. Mean Charmander. He doesn't mean it. But I mean, I feel like I mean, Pokemon is a game. People enjoy playing it. Are there people like really reading the backstory of Pokemon? Yeah, I mean, it has an anime, right? I actually think it has multiple ones. Then Michael Steele quoted <laughs> in the 2012 primary. What? I don't, don't you remember this. that one? Uh... Oh God damn it! I'm gonna sound like a racist. Fuck. That ben, Carson, that ben Carson quoted in the uh, 2012 Republican primary in his concession speech. Oh, not I'm Mike. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, I just like 
Got Ben Carson. Yeah. What did yeah. he... What he was, was the quote? Like, remember? He was like, gotta catch them all. I, I, for, I forget, but like in his concession speech, like in the words of the Pokemon movie... Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> From me wow. too, probably. And now he's in the president's cabinet. Yeah. Well, it's a good Literally. thing that he's a yeah. um, an expert in children's brain surgery because we have a like, child friend. as our president. That's, that's a good point. Like, hey there, Mr. President, let me just pull that Lego out of your brain. <laughs> nope. Because Donald Trump shoved it up his nose earlier that morning <laughs> while drinking three cans of Diet Coke, scarfing down two McDoubles, and uh, watching... Yeah, I, we have got to find a better fucking, like... So we're going to have to go with rocket science now when we talk about, like, your go-to thing for people who are smart, like, oh, that guy's not exactly a brain surgeon. Like, the, the most famous brain surgeon that, like, I know is fucking stupid as shit. Well, <laughs> yeah, turns out he doesn't know much about things that aren't brain surgery. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think surgeons in general are maybe not as smart as, like general practitioners or other physicians, because I feel like they just have to have steady hands. And they don't even understand how things function on a cellular level. They just need to be like, get blood to this or don't get blood to it. So if you get blood to it, it will live. If you don't get blood to it, it will die. I would so, say uh, they're, they're probably smarter than average people. Not just so, like uh, Ethan, why did you say you were going to sound racist? Oh, because, well, because I confused, like, the two black Republicans. Okay, because I looked it up and it was Herman Cain. <laughs> <laughs> there are three? Ben Carson. <laughs> Herman Cain, Gary Coleman, they're all the same. I mean. <laughs> what was the quote while you're reading it? I believe these words came from the Pokemon movie. Life can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible. It's never easy when there's so much on the line, but you and I can make a difference. There's a mission just for you and me. Just look inside and you will find just what you can do. Shitty quote, too. Yeah, that's not good. Oh my god. The next paragraph says, Herman Cain has used these lines before, citing them to a poet rather than, more accurately, the Donna Summer song called The Power of One that was in Pokemon the Movie 2000. (laughs) 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 That's great. Yeah, like, he would have been a lot better off just not mentioning Pokemon and just going straight to the song. <laughs> I wanna be the very best. Actually, yeah, just singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Chris Tucker really is a character, isn't he? <laughs> Come on. I really like it when it's, it has that unnecessary censorship in it and makes you sound like gotta fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's Pokemon After Dark. <laughs> uh, you teach me and I'll teach you. Pokemon. So speaking of weird fanfics, this reminds me—I don't know why—of <laughs> a Harry Potter fanfic that I read a long, long time ago. When I, I think what happened was I started reading the books when there were already like. 
four of them published. And so then I read those four, and then maybe the fifth one came out right after. And yeah, I know. And then um, it was kind of a long dry spell between that and the next one. Or it seemed like a long dry spell for me because I was, you know, like great <laughs> grade. I pushed your cat in the sink. Nice. And uh, anyway, so I was. Oh, this was also at the same time when, um, like, LimeWire and, and um, I was the the Kazaa were uh, were like really big. And so those are great for downloading porn on because they wouldn't show up in your browser history. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we can talk about that later for another appreciating <laughs> detail. Um, and anyway, I found on there, I don't know if I was searching for Harry Potter or something else, um, a, I think it was like a Word document of a Harry Potter fanfic that was like novel length. It was like a whole book. And it was actually not terrible. I don't remember it being terrible. But I do Isn't that remember. Sad? What lengths we'll go to. I know. I mean, it's just like, oh, these are Harry Potter books. I don't care who wrote it because I'm desperate. <laughs> and it was real, actually, had a lot of stuff that would never be in a real Harry Potter book. For example, uh, there was a spell, there were multiple killing spells. They inter- The author introduced new varieties of spells to kill people. Uh, one of which was... Piss uh, out all your blood. That'd be good. Not that I remember, although that might have been in there. Was one, one was, where damn, you're dead. Somebody would, uh, they would be stuck in place, they couldn't move, and then a pole would rise up behind them and then impale them through the heart. We wouldn't have to, like, go through other parts to get to the heart. I mean, it's going, like, through their back. It was, like, the pole was behind them. Oh, okay. It was, it was like, kind of staking them to the pole, but, like, from the back. Oh, okay, so, like, from the back of their chest. Yeah. Okay. There was another one... Uh, that would make them really small. It would just, like, shrink you then. And then I... Let's see, how did that work? I think it was kind of like a voodoo thing where you'd, like, make a clay sculpture and then you could, like, transfer their consciousness into the, like, tiny little doll. Uh, there was also, like, a cloning one where they would they went into, like, uh, the whole thing <laughs> of... Uh, wait. Does. We can hear you for the last 30 seconds. Yeah. You... You were gone. It was creepy. Oh. Like, Sarah and I could totally talk to each other. Everything was fine, and you guys were just frozen. Oh, bummer. So I think you're the problem here. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I was just talking about Harry Potter spells. There was one where <laughs> they did, um, like, a, the cloning thing where, you know, like, um, in Next Generation where Riker, like, has his, like, transporter accident, and then there's another Riker... Who, like has all of his memories. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> yeah, they, so they like do some of that because the author probably watched that episode of Star Trek before he wrote that chapter. Uh, and there was a lot of very gratuitous sex scenes <laughs> between the different okay. characters. Good. So, yeah. And Harry and Hermione banged because they should have. Yeah, I think Hermione. so. I think Harry banged Hermione and. Dobby and Hagrid? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't that type of fanfic. Aww. Maybe that was in the sequel, I don't know. No, it was groppy and toppy. Grop, sorry. What the his half brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because he's half giant. His brother's full footage. I know he's like, Oh yeah, it's me mom. He's like, Yeah, hey, he's 
a mom who was the giant, to be dad was the human, and it's like, I'd hope so. I don't see how that would work otherwise. It could have been a challenging pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. A challenging one. conception. <laughs> yeah, that's too. Unless giants have proportionally tiny dicks. That could be. That could be. That could be. Humans actually have kind of proportionally large penises for primates. Hell yeah. Isn't that... Uh, uh, I don't know about penis size. I know about his test size. Yeah, no, like chimps and girls have huge nuts, but yeah, humans have... No, they have tiny. Really? Yes. I don't know. I saw a chimp scrotum that maybe it was like a... Maybe it was like, because I know that they're... You know. All the all the chimp scrotums I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, well, uh, I have this book here where I sketched a lot of chimp scrotums. <laughs> Let me just consult it real quick. Uh, this coffee table book of chimpanzee scrotums. Wait, okay, are uh, I, I didn't shoot the photos. I just edited it. To be fair. Scrotum. Well, I remember once when we were when we were at a like orangutan preserve in the island of Borneo. Um, we were all laughing, like, oh, look at the tiny, dangling balls of the orangutans. And so I was like, those are all females, because they don't have the, the cheek flaps of males. Turns out their labias are, like, really flappy. Nice. We thought that they were scrotums, and they were, they were labias. Are they better to, like, catch in the wind, and then they can float around in the breeze? Spread your lips and fly. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeve of wizards. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so someone someone ever says, "Oh man, I'm hung like a gorilla." That's not a good thing. I don't think people say that, but yeah. Chimps do have big junk. I just like the. It's because of their like mate. It's because of sperm competition. Oh yeah. Makes sense. Because it's like one gorilla dude for all the gorilla ladies, but oh. chimps just rape everybody. That's right. And bonobos just fuck everyone. They don't... Anything and anyone. Yeah. You know, they never learned that bonobo no means no. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, get out of here with your puns. You are off the He's on fire. <laughs> He's sitting next to Charizard. That's that's what it's Charmander. <laughs> I just you. met her. Nerd. It'll be the boy. But real talk, J.K. Rowling did say after the fact that Hermione and Harry should have ended up together. Go figure. Hey, that's life, you know. You don't always end up with who you're meant to be with. I think the relationship... And then she was like, who would I put Ron with? This is too much work. Penny, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, gotta keep, you gotta keep that bloodline pure. Yeah. I mean, they're mud-bloody enough. Actually, they're not. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're they're easy. yeah I got, I forgot that mixed up. Unless you're talking about like the horrible bloody diarrhea. <laughs> wow, there's that. Yeah, yeah from all the years blood of blood. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a case of the mud blood today. Don't <laughs> <laughs> go in the bathroom. It looks like a murder scene. Yeah, it's. I couldn't stay sitting down. Not uh, 
not to this. <sighs> that reminds me of a, not a bloody diarrhea incident, but that reminds me of one of the first times I was at an ex-boyfriend's house, and he or his parents' house, and he came out of the bathroom and Gross. came over and he goes, yeah, I don't know if you want to use that bathroom. It's pretty tore up. And I kind of, the look on my face was kind of like, huh, like we don't know each other that well at this point. That was kind of a weird thing to say. And then he saw the look on my face and goes, oh no, it's literally tore up. My dad is remodeling. <laughs> Good recovery. And I, I laughed so hard. It was getting remodeled, but you don't want to go in there. It's pretty tore up. Yeah. I was at work one time. I was going to the bathroom, and there was a sign on the door that says "Do not enter. Toilet destroyed." But it was like, it was like, written. It was like a piece of printer paper, was like written in a ballpoint pen, just taped to the door. And I'm like, someone could have put this on as a joke. Uh, someone could have put this on, like, seriously, like, it's under construction, and someone put it on there. Or it could be a little bit of both, where someone really did dig really smelly shit in there, um, and they're saying it in a funny way, but they legitimately are warning you not to go in there. I I decided to find a different bathroom and avoid the issue altogether. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to risk it. wording for it. Choose your own path. <laughs> Roll the dice. See where you go. <laughs> I may have, I may have talked about this once on the podcast, but I think maybe I think it was before we had Sarah. Um, you had me. So I did not exist before this podcast. Yeah, we were backed. Actually, of them birthed me. It's interesting. We decided that we needed to. Uh, we decided that we needed to um, have a female presence on the podcast. Um, so. Uh, the way causality works, when Caleb and I put our power stones together, which is what we call our testicles, um, is causality works different. Like, we want something to happen, and retroactively, the past will change so that that happens at that moment. So, like, like we created you about six months ago, yep. but you were born long ago. It's, it's pretty hard to understand, but... Uh, yeah. I was born for this. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Yep. 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 But anyway, yep, so yep, yep, yep. that was Sarah's perspective on this. So, born from Caleb, Ethan, and Colin's power stones. Yeah. No, I wasn't in this. Oh, sorry. Where? You You never want to touch all three stones together at once, or you'll destroy the universe. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That's just how, you know, Slazoom works. Yeah, we learned that one by trial and error. That was the best single to Mayo ever. And the last in that iteration of the universe. True. A weird image in my head. You know those, like, Chinese balls, for lack of a better term, that you spin in your hand without them touching, or they, like, clang? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's in my head right now. (laughs) But of a different variety. So so anyway, uh <laughs> possible. Moving on. So um there's like one bathroom in this place where I used to work where the shitter it's got two urinals with a nice divider in between. And the shitter instead of just having like the 
little divider, it actually has like a sheetrock like wall. Uh, kind of partitioning it off. Oh, fancy. The other one I refuse to use because it's just got one of the little, like, panel dividers, and the tile on the back of the wall is so highly polished that you can see the reflection of the ass crack of someone who's shitting while you're using the urinal. Oh, bonus. <laughs> a show. And the other bathroom is way on the opposite end of this giant, this giant uh, industrial area. Um, so when I would have to shit at work... I would go to the the nicest, closest one with like the sheetrocked off thing first, um, but it was often quite busy. Uh, and I would the first time I would try and go and see if it was open, I'd be like, oh, I just came here to piss, and I pee, because you can always like conjure a little, you know, uh, <laughs> conjure like a wizard. Uh, hey man, a wizard a should know best. I put the whiz in wizard. <laughs> that might be an episode title. Yeah. We grab my staff and and then like uh, you know when you know when you've got to like poop really bad and you're trying to pee and you've got to like use the same muscles to like force things out of your abdomen and then uh, I grab that staff and I'm like to my asshole I say you shall not pass. Uh, anyway, so the first time I can like I can pretend like I just came in there to pee, but if I come in there again like 30 minutes later. And there's someone in the stall again. I can either like just oh, there's a dog head. I can either just like I've got some options. So option one, I go stand at the urinal. Maybe some pee will come out. Maybe I'll just stand there in front of the urinal with my dick out for a while and hope that no one notices that I'm not peeing. Um, and then wash my hands and leave and check back in like 30 minutes. Or I can, like, stick my head in the door, see that someone's in the shitter, and immediately leave, which is just announcing to the world that, hey, everyone, I had to shit, but someone else is shitting. Um, and go to the other bathroom. Uh, or I can go in there and wash my hands like I came in there just to wash my hands and leave. How would you handle the situation? Shit on the floor. Nice. I, yeah, that's, that a, that's common. Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, just walk into the bathroom, shit your pants, and leave. <laughs> or just wash walk. your hands before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so there, there was an open stall, but you didn't want to use it. But you did have to shit, right? What? Oh, I mean, so... No, there wasn't an open stall. Oh, well then, I would... I would just turn around and leave. Your pants. Right? I mean, that's pretty... You could shit on the other gentleman's lap. Try to get in between his legs. You sit like spider, like kids do on the swings. Oh, yeah. That would be that would very intimate. Completely off. Very intimate. Oh, man. Talk about intimate pooping experiences. <laughs> now, I know I've talked about this on the podcast, but I just want to... Because it's... It's relevant is when you have the the men's and women's restrooms right next to each other and, like, the toilets on either side of the wall <laughs> with the same pipe. Yeah, You can, like, feel when somebody sits on the other side. That's off-putting, let me tell you. Yeah, especially, like, if you, if you like, uh, didn't come out of the bathroom at the same time, it's, like, someone you know, and you're like, oh, it's like, like our asses were connected. That was too intimate. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm still imagining somebody walking to a bathroom, shitting their pants, and then washing their pants. <laughs> <laughs> or like wiping their ass after shooting their pants. They just grab some toilet paper and reach down the back of their pants and, and just like pull up and just like cover it. It just like wipes all up their back and on their shirt, and then they just like throw it in the trash. <laughs> like that's not how this works. Have you ever done that? Just like absentmindedly wiped and then threw it in the trash instead of the toilet. No, no. Is that just me? <laughs> I'm a stander when I wipe though, so that's the thing. What? Yeah. So it's like, you take like a 3 a.m. shit. People do that! And you, you're a standing wiper. What about you two? Colin, shush, what about you two? Uh, sit or die to wipe. Yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to force my butt cheeks back together, because if there's anything that needs wipe, we'll just like smear it all between there. I'll just have a fine film of shit. I mean, I, I like I have to like lift myself up a little bit so I get my hand back there, but I don't like do like a stand. Yeah, yeah I do like the lean forward thing. Yeah. Huh. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> with your stand. No, I, I think. Wipe. I think we're done. <laughs> hey, take all nine. I've seen this a lot. Like there are two types of wipers. You've seen this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've read a lot about this. Done extensive studies. I was the one in the stall in Ethan's story. I was hoping he'd go in there and shit, and I could watch. <laughs> anyway, there's like two types of people, and because people don't talk about it very often, the one type doesn't ever know about the other type. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a standing wiper. Wow. How else do you know if you're, you're just like, I can tell by the feel. I know. If the paper comes away well, white, that's what, how you know. Can you see it when you stand? No. Do like I, some proofreading? I you're doing some conversion. Toilet paper. We look at the toilet paper too. Yeah, you, you kind of look between your legs. Not everyone does. That's apparently a, a subset of person. Wow. I can usually feel like the difference in friction. Like if, uh, if there's a nice film of crap there. The toilet paper slides with a little more ease if there's like a film between. It's like all looped yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if it's just like dry toilet paper directly on my asshole, I like, oh, that's, I'm done wiping. Oh, I, I was gonna say this, this show has hit a new low, but that's, it's far, far from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't, you know, started defaming any civil rights leaders, <laughs> so we're, we're on solid <laughs> ground right now. Yeah. Yeah, when Malcolm X and I were uh, talking about wiping our asses together. You know? Well, you know, that's just solidarity, right? That's right. You know, MLKJ. Uh, he, uh, R-D-M-L-K-J. Yeah, R-D-M-L-K-J. You know, he dreamed of a day when little white children and little black children can wipe their asses together. Yeah. With white toilet paper and make it into brown toilet paper. That's right. In fact, using the same sheet, that's the solidarity he dreamed. That's right. They he had like a weird scatological thing. There we go. It's like little, little kids that think brown people have white poop. <laughs> that's how they use brown toilet paper, and then it comes out, yeah, white. Yeah, just everything, yeah, everything is just like a photo negative. Yeah. Like, they, they drink black milk and... Uh, 
and like um, they eat uh, white raisins. Yep. And the Oreos are the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah. Do they make white with chocolate, like frosting? There's white on white. There's white with chocolate. Uh, I'm sure there is. There must be at some point. But you know, the white Oreos, like I wish they were whiter, because they're very yellow. <laughs> and that's a good quote, but right at the beginning, I wish they were whiter. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, all right, Joseph Mangalave. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I experiment with Oreos and I like boil them in bleach to try and whiten them, but boil and mash them, stick them in the stew. <laughs> I do. Oh my god, mashed Oreos—that'd be so fucking good. Yeah, that's like those little um, balls, right? Oreo balls. Totally yeah. a thing. Yeah, they are yeah. fucking great. Yep. Yep. They're way better than Oreos. Oh, yeah. Don't get your teeth as much. It's still get pretty stuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's just less chewing involved. Yeah, I just mash them with my tongue. Yeah, I swallow them whole. <laughs> Maximum roughage. <laughs> when I wipe that shit, it's pretty rough. Yeah, there's just little pieces of Oreo. And it's like, it's kind of hard to just let that go to waste. So, never mind. Let's um, yeah, let's talk about something else. Shit, um, folks. <laughs> Hey, um, I think oh, have, oh. they have the Oreos with like pop rocks in them, and they're weird. Don't get those, or get them to experience them, but never buy them again. Dude, I miss pop rocks. Do they sell that in places? Yeah. yeah. Except now, go to like a candy store. You just gotta go to a candy store. It used to be yeah. like you know any gas station got pop rocks right there. In the I never looked for yeah. pop rocks. Yeah. Anymore. Wasn't that uh, unfortunately? Wasn't that what that Lady Gaga song was? Pop Roxy. No. Okay. Never Caleb. mind. Just, Caleb, uh, Caleb. Sorry, I was just oh, riding on my high of puns and I went too far. You rode the pun train straight to hell. Okay. Well, while we're on the subject of those kind of bad jokes, I was at work today and. We were about ready to apply beneficial insects, and we shortened insects, those to, to bennies. They're <laughs> beneficial. They're bennies, and I was like, "Where are these bennies from?" And he's like, "I think we get them from Belgium." I said, "So you're telling me at one point these b- b- bennies were on a jet?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. So I got fired. <laughs> so her head immediately exploded. <laughs> you, you're talking about shit, Colin. <laughs> Maybe I'm hearing things. Are you just trying to drive the conversation back yeah, to the sky? Yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah I, I, I wasn't ready to move you're on. Kind of logical thing. Yes. Uh, what, what are we? What are we gonna do? Our uh, dramatic reading of the Star Trek. Uh, I think now is the now time. time. I think now is the time to do some. Da, 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 da. Structured content! Okay, listen. Okay. Uh, uh, we're going to do for you a dramatic reading of an unaired episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, episode 279. Here's looking at Q. Opening shot. 
the heavily damaged Enterprise in orbit around a family restaurant. Captain's log, Stardate 48213.7. We've been involved in a damp and terrible battle. However, today is my first birthday in space, so I'm going to have an elaborate cat food dinner with my friend Worf. Scene. Mr. Worf. Dining room of family restaurant. Mr. Worf, I appreciate the present of clothes for my birthday, but as I am a boy, I need me my, my toys. You have disgraced my father with your words. <laughs> Q falls out of the ceiling wearing cargo pants. The time for me is here. Q, I see you have a concussion. I am immortal, Picard. I have hurt my head a very big number of times. <laughs> Q takes a bite out of his hand. <laughs> and then turns into a tractor. This is from the past. Scene fades out. Opening credits. Wait. What is the point of it? You have no idea. This is the Enterprise. A big circle with a porch. I'm the Captain Picard. Come with me. Few <laughs> main theme, the Enterprise zips and zaps at the screen for two hours. <laughs> Alright, welcome back from two hours. Scene, bridge. Data enters carrying a large dessert, which he throws at the view screen. Don't tell me what to eat, Lieutenant, says Riker. Making him fast is not a crime, but what if it was? Is that a human metaphor? Would you please stop speaking with human feelings, said Data. Heavy German breathing is heard over the loudspeakers. It's the Borg. I do not believe that is correct. <clears throat> you think I need your help, Mr. Data? I'm the first officer to ever convince a planet to explode, and I look forward to doing it again. Jack Membrane is my name now. If you call me Data, I will perform a self-replicating dance until this ship is full of me. <laughs> <laughs> Riker nods and carefully takes a tiny piece of cake. <laughs> Another data enters carrying a swirling green <laughs> a swirling green casserole. Scene engineering. Troy enters from a vent and starts singing <laughs> to Jordy. Jordy, you seem angry with me. Is it because of the nightmares I forced you to have? Nope. Nope. That's me. That's me. I'm Jordy. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Jordy. No, just finishing up a modified laser scanner to give to my friend. He is the size of a particle, but he's still a pretty good person. Troy looks down at her empty stomach and frowns telepathically. Hey, it's Jordy. Computer, locate a big thing of chips. Quarters of Commander Riker, Deck 50. Said the computer. We can beam them over here to engineering and take samples. Then we could give them to the holodeck to make them into electricity like the computer wants. Affirmative. Scene, sick bay. Riker looks like he's fancy, but unstable. Everything in sick bay is not good. Beverly Crusher says... Riker, have you seen my son? My instinct is he is going through body changes, and I need to help him adjust his uniform. 
Wesley decides to roll up with a couple of gorgeous crew members. My mom is a real pain in the neck. I, I tell you what. My mom is a real pain in the neck. I tell you what. Congratulations to the people who don't know her, said Wesley. I should, <laughs> I should inject you with respect. Inside Crusher, you need to make sure that I do fun drugs at parties. No one is going to listen to me if I don't know what's going down. Which Res Wesley replies, Here, sir, is a serotonin coordinating sensor you could use to get bored all the time. <laughs> Riker turns it on and looks fashiony. <laughs> Beverly smiles at the stars. They are never sick. <laughs> Scene, holodeck. <laughs> Troy and Jordy enter the holodeck with chips and suspicion. I don't know how to make this thing beyond. The holodeck becomes intensely Hawaiian. Security bears enter. They look good. <laughs> Enjoy the bland taste, computer. We are going to leave. Negative. Jordy screams and screams. <laughs> Scene. Bridge. Sir, the Enterprise is emitting low levels of Starfleet graduates. We should try to find attractive friends. Warp, can I get to the surface immediately? Sir, are you sure Warp wants to negotiate with the colony's office? Isn't he kind of inherently dangerous? You have disgraced my father with your words. Worf is kind and capable of dealing with anything that may arise anywhere at any time. Except me. Worf is the captain of my heart. You need to his support. Or would you understand? I want someone who parties hard and knows when to fight a Klingon. I want someone with 15 pieces of metal in their face that would satisfy everyone who might rob us. Someone named William Riker of the USS Enterprise. Out of the darkness appears Q. He is clearly surprising. Aha! I have presented myself. Which humans did I interrupt now? Ah! The redoubtable head of the ship, you! I want you to interfere with my life, mister. I am the universe! Haha! How do you like this? Suddenly, there are gasps from the bridge, and then impact! Wham! All the sound is coming from the explosion. Data is almost <laughs> frenzied with a tricorder and skins his head <laughs> and body for orders. Riker stares at his fleet. Captain. At his feet. Captain, he has dropped a big scissors on us. Close up on Picard's <laughs> frustrated forehead. This is now my chief concern. Fade out to text. To be continued. Da 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 That's the best thing I've ever read in my fucking life. Riker turns it on and it looks like magic. You think it's better for the reader that it's obvious that we're this is the first time most of us are reading this? I know, definitely better. As we're laughing in the middle of our lives. Yeah. It's it's hitting us at the same time it's hitting you, listener. 
Uh, Q takes a bite out of his hand and turns into a tractor. This is from the past. <laughs> That's so cute. Wow. Guys, I think that makes uh, that makes another podcast. I think we really ended on a note. Um, it's, it's a good one. So, uh, listener, until until next time. Uh, hold on tightly and don't let go. Because if you hold on too tightly, you'll probably have some sort of uh, you'll lose control of your bowels. Yeah, and maybe have like an aneurysm or something. You don't want it, You don't want that. So, all right. Bye bye. I'm the Captain Picard. Come with me. The five most memorable moments of Pyeongchang 2018. <laughs> At the opening ceremonies of the Olympics, all four athletes kicked a single podium over and over. <laughs> 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 <laughs>